0: Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Ceremonial washing. Each could hold about 20 to 30 gallons. And Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. And when the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. And when the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though, of course, the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous, listen to this. This is verse 11. Listen to this statement. This is crazy. Now, this miraculous sign at Canaan in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Okay, so here we go. This is not an unfamiliar passage. Jesus is minding his own business, he attends a wedding. But there's a dilemma at the wedding. See, we, we want to contextualize this. We want to westernize this to our style of wedding. Our style of wedding is you get the invitation card in the mail, and you show up on the Saturday whatever time, and you go to the wedding. And when the wedding is over, if you're fortunate, they may have uh, some finger foods or maybe even a full meal afterwards, and you attend, and then you go home. It's a one-day thing but not in this culture. In this culture, this is a week-long celebration, and Jesus has been there probably for about the whole thing, and so they're they're enjoying their their time. They're celebrating the union of this man and woman, and the dilemma is is as it's approaching the end of the the, the celebration, the week-long celebration, the host begins to run out of refreshments, and Kroger's was closed, and Crest was out, and they couldn't uh, uh, best buy buy for less or cash whatever it is down not Best Buy that's like electronics. Uh, uh, what, what's this one down here? Buy buy for less. Like they couldn't they couldn't find enough workers, so they had to close early on that day. I don't know, but they they, they were running out of supplies, and so there's this this moment where Jesus' mother recognizes that the, the, the host family is going to be incredibly embarrassed because they're going to not have enough. And so at her... I started to use the request, but I changed the word to behest because behest means I'm commanding you. And although it doesn't sound like that in that scripture, has your mama ever told you what you were supposed to do? And even though you didn't want to do it, you did it anyway. Am I the only one? I said we're a back church. Anybody else want to testify with your pastor that there were times where mama told me what I was supposed to do and I did it whether I wanted to or not? Anybody else? Okay, just me. I'm, I'm, this is therapy for me this morning. All right, so. So she, she steps in and she uh, says, I need your help. And there are a lot of interesting uh, facets of this story, but I want to simply ask you this one question that I think maybe, I know it's a hypothetical question, but would you just travel with me along enough in this moment, in my own imagination maybe. It, it's a hypothetical question, but, but I think it could be the question that would help us reconsider the kind of help Jesus is looking for. Because here, here, here's, the, here's the questions. What if the servant servants had refused to follow the instructions of Mary. What if the servants have, had refused to do what Jesus said to do? Mind you, it's a long celebration. Mind you, it's near the end of the celebration. Maybe they look at Jesus with just a little bit of attitude and say, dude, you don't even know what you're asking me to do. I've already fulfilled the, the obligations of my contract. I was supposed to work 40 hours during this week, and we're up to 65, and so I'm not going to get you any water. You're on your own. You don't understand. Other people called in sick. I showed up. And now I've served until I'm exhausted. And now you want me to go above and beyond what I've already done. I've already done everything they've asked me to do. I'm supposed to be on break. Haven't you ever gotten a break, Jesus? It's my break time. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do what you ask me to do. Now, Jesus after I have waited hand and foot on all these folks. You want me to go out and fill up six water pots, do the math, Google like Steve did. How much does water weigh? To fill up six water pots of this size, you're looking at almost 1,500 pounds of water. Jesus, I have been sweeping the floors. I've been wiping the tables after these dirty folks. They don't even pay attention to their own crumbs and they leave dirty dishes everywhere. I'm exhausted and now you want me to go outside and draw up 1,500 pounds of water and fill these water pots? you lost your ever-loving God-formed mind. Okay, that's not how some of you would have said it, but that's how, okay. So what if they just walked off the job? What if in that moment of frustration, exhaustion, what if they just thrown up their, their hands in the air and said, we quit? Ever felt that way? Let me see if I can come to where you live after a long, hard week at work. Now, Jesus, on a Saturday when I'm minding my own business trying to get a little bit of refresh because I've worked 75 hours this week with cranky people, now I'm driving down the road minding my own business and some yahoo cuts me off. By the way, Oklahoma ranked fourth in the nation for the worst cases of road rage in all of the entire nation. And now, after I'm exhausted from dealing with these idiots all week long at work, an idiot cuts me off and rather than being angry now you want me to serve them by smiling at them yeah okay yeah after the after the struggle that i have been through all week long you want me to come to church and open the door for other people so they feel welcomed and on top of that i have to get there early to do it have you lost your mind jesus you mean after I've been at home all week with my kids who are way beyond my last nerve, like they had to borrow nerves because I had to borrow some because they had walked all over my last one. I, I lost my last one about Tuesday morning and now we're all the way to Sunday and you want me to show up at church and watch somebody else's rugrats so they can walk in here and get a little break and actually experience God and you can feed their spirit. Really, Jesus? Like really, you, you really want me after I have been staring at a computer screen all week long? Now you want me to show up, Jesus, at church and look at another computer screen and push a button so that people will have the lyrics on the screen so they can actually sing with them? And you want me to push a button so it's broadcast out all over the world so other really, Jesus? I I looked at a, a monitor all till my eyes crossed this week, Jesus. I'm tired. I've done my part, and I know it isn't recorded. But I just wonder if maybe these servants could have possibly felt this way. Uh, I, th- th- this is what I do know for sure, though. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if they felt that way. If I was them, I would have felt that way. But 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 I do know this for sure. Jesus turns water into, the, into wine because someone was willing to obey. Jesus performs a miracle because somebody else was willing to do the heavy lifting. Stated plainly, this is I'm going to state it as plainly as I can for you, the servants' help helped produce a miracle. Simple obedience leads to the supernatural. That is why serving is so absolutely crucial. In fact, your pastor loves equations, not, not like math equations. I like recipes. I like steps. I like lists. Thank you, Mom. I like lists. I make lists. I love it when people give me lists because I can check them off. And so as I begin to think about what we were going to talk about today, a, a list came. I was going to call it equation, then I realized I don't like math. So here's your equation. It's a, I will use this statement. What I'm going to share with you is an important equation, but let's call call a list so that I can sleep tonight. It's a list. How do we, how do we pull off the miraculous? I'm giving you the recipe, the equation, the, the, the way to get a miracle. Are you ready? This is profound. Here it is. Here it is, the equation. Get water, carry water, miracle. You missed it. I know, it's so profound. Here you go. I gotta go get water, then I carry water, Miracle for those sitting in the back because y'all y'all way back there. I go get water, I carry water, miracle. Okay, so so here it is. Here it is. I see guest. I open door. Miracle. I see tired parents. I minister to tired parents' children. Miracle. I see man trying to find hope. I lead a Bible study. I cook a dessert. I hug them on Sunday morning. Miracle. I I see someone broken sitting three rows ahead of me. I smile at them. I pray for them. Miracle. So it is simple acts of service that become the delivery system for the supernatural. Can I just declare to you this morning, I just want to help you this morning, that water in your hands, when we carry it to Jesus in a simple act of obedience, becomes wine in his hands. In fact, it becomes the sweetest wine. That is the equation. Your help allows Jesus to produce miracles. Your help turns water, which was ordinary, dirty water. I'm not going to tell you, yes, I am, what those pots were used for. They they were ceremonial washing pots. They drank the sweetest wine out of the pots that had been used to wash people's hands and feet. Some of y'all are out right there. You're like, I'm out. But it illustrates for us that is the simple, the ordinary, even the dirty work that allows people to experience the supernatural, miraculous working power of Jesus when we simply serve. The truth is I just want you to help Jesus. Can I just tell you this morning? I could list a whole bunch of stuff I wish you would do, but let me just tell you this morning. I just want you to help Jesus. Here's why I say it like that, because if you will, if you will uh, do the equation, if you'll go get water, carry water, present it to Jesus, needs will be met. If you would find it in your heart, I know you had a long week. I know you're exhausted. I know you may be tired. I may, I know somebody may have worked on your last nerve, but if you would just make up your mind, all I'm going to do is I'm going to go get water and I'm going to carry water and I'm going to present it to Jesus. If we could just get you to help Jesus, then what I'm telling you this morning is needs would be met. See, 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 we don't have to worry about people being ministered to. We don't have to worry about people's needs being met at your work. We don't have to worry about people's needs being met at Starbucks. We don't have to worry about people that you meet in the grocery store being met, their needs being met. We don't have to worry about the kids in your school, whether or not they're going to experience love and acceptance and all the care they need if we're helping Jesus. Because if we help Jesus, he uses our service to produce miracles. Okay, so, 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 so uh, the, the help issue is simply resolved by simply obeying. Uh, Ma- I, w- I want you to notice, Mary requested, that's a nice way to put it, she requested Jesus' help. But I want you to notice something. Jesus' help took place when he was helped. Oh, you missed it. Wake up for me this morning. Here it is again. Jesus' help was a result of someone helping Jesus. So, 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 so he is willing to help when he's helped. How many of us are begging Jesus? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to mess with you right now. How many of us are on a consistent basis saying, Jesus help me, Jesus help me, Jesus help me, but we aren't willing to help him? Jesus responds even though he tells mom, it's not my time, don't mess with me. I love the King James. Woman, what have I to do with thee? I used to use that in college as a joke. Never mind. A woman, what have I to do with thee? It's not my time. This is not my circus. These are not my monkeys. This is not my gifting. This is not the time I want to do this. And yet he responds because he's helped. See, um, we, we like to make this quote, this quote. We think this is in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. Okay, let me just, I'm just running it for, for you this morning. This is not in the Bible. God helps those that help themselves. That is not in the Bible. Okay, that is a myth that is not in the Bible. But let me tell you what is in the Bible. Are you ready? You're not gonna like it. God helps those who help him. you unlock the supernatural in your life and in the lives of people around you as you simply serve. I wonder if I could just be mean for one second and ask you this harsh question that I've been asking myself all week. Could it possibly be that we don't see miracles being produced like we sing about on Sunday morning in the lives of people around us? Because we're not serving those people in a manner that would unlock the supernatural in their life. I'm just letting that one sit. Sometimes you got to let some stuff sit. I can't say, I know what I want to say next, but I can't say nothing. Could it be that there are supernatural moments that need to be unlocked in your coworker and in your classmate and in your neighbor and in your family and in your suite mate and all the other people that you come into contact with? Could it be there is supernatural moments, miracles about they're just positioned, they're ripe. Jesus is ready to step in and all he's waiting on is your act of service. That would cause them to experience the supernatural. I want you to notice something about this account. In this account, what we discover is we know Jesus' mother's name. We even we even know Jesus' name. The truth is, is that we also know the names of the disciples that were in attendance with Jesus. But what we don't know is anything about the servants that served. I have searched. I cannot find. Surely one of their names had to be Steve, because Steve's such a great name. So probably that was one of them. But I can't find it anywhere. I have looked. No, nowhere, there are no names. We don't know anything about these people that served other than the fact that they served. Can I also tell you what we know? Not only do we not know their names, we know this, they're unknown. We know they didn't get any spotlight. They didn't didn't have a stage. They were unknown. They were unheralded. They were uncelebrated. No one clapped for them. No one put their picture on the on the cover of a magazine. Nobody ran advertisements on the television statement saying, Servant of the Week. Nobody nobody handed them awards. No one put medals around their neck. Nobody did anything. We know nothing about these water boys. But what these unannounced, uncelebrated, unheralded water boys did is they made it possible for a public announcement of Jesus' arrival on the scene to be made. Go back and read it for yourself. Verse 11, almost written as an afterthought, says this, Jesus had not even revealed his glory up until this moment. Guys that we know nothing about, that nobody is on the stage, oh, thank you for doing what you do. You do such a good job. You opened the door so well this morning. Thank you. Thank you for taking care of the kids back there that nobody else wants to take care of. Thank you so much. Thank you for being the employee of the month and while everybody else is playing solitaire on their computer You were in your cubicle knocking it out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Here's a bonus. Here's a raise. We want to pat you on the back. I got a pin for you to wear around the office. None of that happens. And yet those are the guys selected to make the public announcement possible for Jesus' ministry. And also, I want you to notice something I want you to notice something. Almost as an afterthought, the last phrase says this, and his disciples believed in him. Wait just a minute. You mean Jesus had disciples following him that had not even come to faith in him yet? You mean, wait just a second. You're talking about John. You're talking about Peter. You're talking about Luke, Matthew. You're talking about these guys that we know so much about that had so much faith in Jesus. But at this moment, it says they came to faith in Jesus in this moment. So what you're literally saying then is this, guys that nobody knows anything about, guys that seem to be overlooked and unappreciated. underappreciated, guys that nobody has any records about, nobody checked their pedigree, they don't have any initials or letters at the end of their name saying they've got all these educational degrees or their doctor or their lawyers just a bunch of nobodies when they carry water to Jesus and Jesus turns it into wine at that moment guys that we do know who the Bible says in Acts turned the world upside down come to faith in Jesus because some unknowns got water carried water Miracle. According to what I read to you today, others believed in Jesus because of an act of service. Let me say it like this: your service has the potential to point people to a savior going to say it one more time because I got you thinking, but I, I, I need to make sure it's seeping in. Your act of service, whether anybody ever celebrates it or not, whether you make the top 10 volunteers in the state of Oklahoma or not, whether somebody ever brings you a cupcake and says, thank you so much for all you do, it doesn't really matter. The, the potential of your act of service is that you have the potential to point people to the savior. See, here's the truth this morning, and then I'm going to get out of your way. We don't serve for awards. We don't serve for applause. We don't serve for accolades. We don't serve for attention. We serve for one simple fact. We serve so that people will be able to see Jesus. In fact, they don't even have to know what we know. Because what I know is this, if I open the door on a Sunday morning and I had to get there early, all that's really going on is I went to get water. And even though I would have liked to slept 35 more minutes than I got to, I'm carrying water to Jesus. And then when I open the door, they don't have to know this. When I open the door, miraculous things can take place in their life because Jesus uses acts of service. Let me help you this morning. Let me help you this morning. We know that our service is part of the equation that opens the miraculous in their life. So since they may not know this, so all we do is this. Here it is. Here's how we do this at Passion Church. This is how I want you to do this outside of Passion Church. We smile and we serve. That's not real profound, Steve. No, but it would be a miracle for some of us. Because some of us serve, but we're gripey the whole time we do it. Some of us serve only when we're gonna get rewarded for it. But if we're gonna serve in a manner that opens the miraculous in the lives of people and points them to our Savior, this is how we do it. We smile and we serve. We don't even take any of the attention. We put the attention on the one below. When they look at us say, why are you goofy smiling? You've never smiled at me. One day, I've worked with you at this company for 26 years and you've never smiled at me once. In fact, every time I walk in the building, you duck your head. What is going on? Why now do you have a goofy smile on your face? You show up at college class every morning at 7 a.m. and you're gripey and sleepy. And now all of a sudden, you walk into your, your classroom and you smile. And the professor's going to look at you and think you're high or like you've lost your mind. And you're just smiling and go why are you smiling like that why because of him because he's too good not to believe do you know the miracles I've seen do you have any clue what Jesus has done in my life and it produces the miraculous. That's why in an angry world we smile. Listen to me this morning, I'm gonna help you right now. That's why in an angry world, have y'all recognized, realized, have you come to grips with the fact that we live in a very angry world right now? That's why in an angry world, as followers of Christ, we smile. That's why in a hate filled society, we love. There's more hate in our society. Right now, may, I don't know if it's in the, in the course of our history. It may just be because it's broadcast more consistently and constantly. But our world seems to be full of hate. That's why we love. That's what's supposed to set us apart. That, that's why in a land where doors are closing in people's faces every day, we open them. That's why in this building, as If you're not serving, you should never have to touch a door. That's why we value our connections, team. I'm not trying to applaud for them because they serve in unknown ways. I'm just, I'm just saying, maybe I am applauding them. I want it to be so that when you walk into this place, you never have to touch the door because everywhere else you go, people don't care whether you touch the door or not. In fact, they'll slam the door in your face. Anybody else experience that? You're walking to the, like walking towards the door to go in and they're they're right there. And in my day, my mama taught me right. I opened the door for women. Now they'll just walk right on and let it close behind them and just keep on going. But not on our watch because we recognize simple acts of service point people to Jesus that's why in an environment where everyone is looking out for themselves we put others first that's why in a harsh world we are gracious that is why in a, in a stingy world we are generous ah here it is and I'm done I promise here third closing so I'm done here it is our help helps Jesus help others who need help. You can't say it fast, but we ought to say it. We ought to get this down in our spirit. Our help helps Jesus help other people who need help. I just want you to help Jesus. Our help helps Jesus help others who need help. That's why we serve. That's why we want you to sign up. That's why we we want you to do more than just serve inside these four walls. I need you to serve out there somewhere. I need you to approach work like it's a mission field. I need you to go to your school like it's a mission field. I need you to go to the supermarket like it's a mission field. I need you to drive like you're a missionary representing Jesus with a Passion Church sticker on the back of your car. Rather than cussing them out, we smile at them and wave with all of our fingers. Because because I recognize that when I help, I'm helping Jesus help others who need help. And we may be unknown. And some of you around here feel like you're unknown and you don't think anybody's watching. You don't think anybody really knows the sacrifice it is for you to get up and get here early. You don't think anybody knows that you were the one in here earlier straightening boxes and putting stuff in seats for people. You don't think anybody knows that you would rather be sitting out in here rather than paying attention to a sound system. You don't think... Anybody really knows that you would rather be in here worshiping rather than back there taking care of kids. You don't think anybody knows. But can I just tell you this morning? (laughs) Jesus knows. And Jesus is impressed. And Jesus will take those simple acts of service. Check this out. And not only does he make it wine, he makes it the best wine. Y'all missed it. He takes the little things that we do that don't seem to matter to anybody and he has this ability to add the supernatural to it and when it comes out, it is the most significant, sweetest moment in somebody's life. I just need to help you and then I I promise, fourth close, I promise, listen, 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 listen. I'm just telling you, there are people that walk in these doors that nobody smiled at all week long. When you smile at them, it's like you just gave them the sweetest drink they've ever taken in their life. They're like, that's different. I want that. I need that. If I could just motivate you this morning to simply obey and help Jesus, then a help shortage won't be our issue. Father, I pray in Jesus' name right now for people in this room that are tired, I sensed it this morning during praise and worship. Some of us are tired. We feel like we've already done our duty. We feel like that we have served and served and served and served, and nobody notices and nobody cares and, and we're exhausted. And now the preacher stands up and asks us to serve, and I don't want to serve. I just want to sit and soak. Father, I pray for anyone under the sound of my voice. Those watching online that feel exhaustion in their soul—they've served themselves into exhaustion. They're exhausted. They wonder if what they're doing really even matters. Would anybody even notice if I didn't show up? Would even would they even know? would Would it just be somebody else would step up? Would anybody even notice if I didn't volunteer? If I didn't serve? If I didn't treat people right at work? Would anybody? We're exhausted. I pray in this moment you would strengthen our resolve to simply help you. Help us recognize that it is our simple acts of service that unlock the supernatural in the lives of others. God, I pray in this moment you would remind us Could you do it? Could you do it for each individual under the sound of my voice that serves in any capacity in the church, outside the church? Would you do it in this moment? Would you let a picture play in our mind of somebody's life that we have impacted by simply serving? Somebody that we smiled at, someone that we loved on, someone that we spoke a word of encouragement to, somebody that we brought a cup of coffee, somebody that we just patted them on the back, somebody that we simply waved at, but it changed their life. It impacted them. Would you remind us of those moments when we had a hand in serving the sweetest wine they've ever tasted? Well, all I did was cook a dessert. But in Jesus' hands, it's changing lives. All I did was open a door. But in the Savior's hands, that's a recipe for a miracle. God, I pray that as we walk through our life serving without a desire for recognition, we don't need the applause. God, see our sacrifice this morning. All we're doing is simply this. We are getting water. We're carrying water. And we're placing it in your hands. And I pray that out of that act of obedience and service, you would produce miracles in our midst for your glory, for your honor, so that people will put their faith in you. I ask you to do this. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. On your seat or near you, there is a card that's gonna give you the opportunity to serve here in passion. We need you to serve here. But I am not limiting it to that. I recognize that Jesus has called us to serve outside this building as well. And if all you do is serve here, you're missing the boat. We serve here because it gives... It's an opportunity to reach people and to make people feel welcome and loved. But we must also serve out there. But on your seat, there's a card that will give you opportunity to serve here. You can fill those out today if you haven't done so already. Check what you're interested in, and we will contact you and get you in an act of service that will help us point people to Jesus. Watch this video. Here's a great opportunity. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.